Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is James with Salt and Light Ministries coming to you again tonight with yet another episode of Diving into the Heart of God. I do thank you for joining in here with me tonight. I thank you for, huh, man, I just thank you for your love for God. I just, I, I thank you for the salt that you are to all of the people around you. I thank you for the light that that you uh, that, that that you illuminate the path for for the surroundings of so many people that are around you. So tonight for me is. Tonight is a, uh, I guess you could call it an anniversary night, because one year ago today, I I officially uploaded my very first episode of this podcast, and throughout this year, we have, we have dived into so many different areas of God's heart. But we've not even begun to scratch the surface on the very things that God has desired to reveal to us. But I pray throughout this year that, you know, I, I, I probably have lost some of my beginning listeners and picked up new ones. And that's fine, you know, because everything and maybe my character is not for you. And I never come to rub anybody in the in the wrong way. But I will always be obedient to what Holy Spirit is speaking to me. So therefore I have no apologies. But those that have continued to extend their prayer and they continue to extend their hand towards me in gratitude, I do thank you. I thank you for all of those that have shared uh, maybe many episodes and maybe some of you have just went back and just re-listened to them over and over and over again. And I I can say that I have really watched the growth and how God has really, really expounded and how God has uh, really developed in me uh, the, the, the ability to be able to just sit here and to speak from God's heart. Now I have been preaching for many years, but 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 the real the reality in in this is that I'm used to preaching in front of people and not so much behind the the microphone or in a closed room where no one is and you know no one's here to say amen preacher or 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 just hallelujah. And, and that's just fine and dandy with me because he's placed me he's placed me in, in, in this time and it has placed me in this calling to to not have to rely upon people to to agree with what I'm saying. But in the knowing that everything that is being spoken is from the very heart of God. So without rambling on too much here tonight because I could just sit here and just talk about all of the good things that that God has done in me throughout this year. But my prayer is that God has done the very same thing in your life. That you have allowed His Word to penetrate your heart. That you have allowed His Word to to, uh, propel you forward into Him that you have 
that you have forgotten those things that are behind you and you have pressed towards the mark of the high call? You see, because God, God did not call us to continuously look behind us. God did not call us to, to stand still. God called us to, to move forward. And the forward call that God has called us to is to, to, to press towards the high call. So without further delay here tonight, we're just going to move right on into prayer. And just allow Holy Spirit to speak and minister as He will. The very things that He desires to speak. And then from there, we'll just take the next part of this episode and just move right on into the Word. Because just as much as I believe that prayer is very vital in our day-to-day life, that prayer is, is as it's continuously upon our lips, as it's continuously upon our heart, that the very Word of God is just as important. Because without the Word, there can never be any transformation. Without revelation of God's Word, there can never be any transformation in our life. So ladies and gentlemen, let's move on into prayer. Dear gracious and heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, tonight. Lord, for your love. Lord, we thank you for your mercy, your kindness that you have showed to us. In all of the times, Lord, that that we never deserve the the second chance. But Lord, the reality is that, that, that we never deserve the first chance. But Lord, you gave it to us, and you gave us the second, and you gave us the third. And Lord, as long as there's breath in our body, Lord, you are continuing to expound your mercy towards us. So Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, may we not take this for granted. Lord, that as this is very vital, Lord, for us. But Lord, as we just exalt you tonight, Lord, above all things, Lord, as we just close the door to what may have happened today, as we close the door to what may have happened last week, as we close the door, Lord, to whatever may be happening tomorrow, and Lord, and we just take this time and this opportunity, Lord, to allow your Holy Spirit to minister to us, to bring forth the revelation that you desire for us to hear lord and within that revelation lord that there can be transformation in our life and lord this transformation can only be done lord as as we yield to you as we as we yield lord to the very words that are being spoken as james has spoken he said that let us not only be hearers of your word but let us be doers as well So, Lord, as we hear your word tonight, Lord, as we hear you speak, Holy Spirit, help us to take this word and to apply it to our life that we may move on and that we may move into the high call. Holy Spirit, show us the very things that you desire for us to see here tonight. Holy Spirit, allow us to hear the very words that you are speaking to us tonight. Holy Spirit, there's nothing about me, but yet, Lord, as as a willing vessel, 
that I just allow myself to be used by you. Lord, bless the very words that come forth from this mouth. Lord, that they will go forth and that they will accomplish the very things that you have sent it to please. Lord, let this word penetrate our hearts. Let this word fall upon good ground that it may produce the harvest that you have prophesied in your word that it would. So, Lord, I speak to those that are listening here today that I call forth the 30, I call forth the 60, I call forth the 100-fold. I call forth these percentages, Lord, of your word, Lord, that is being planted into our hearts here tonight. Lord, that they would multiply in these seeds, that they would multiply, Lord, and that it would bear forth the fruit that you have destined for it to. Lord, let us not lay excuses before your feet here today. As you have called us, Lord, as you have set us apart, as you have ordained us, Lord, before the world was ever formed, Lord, you knew me. And every act of my life, Lord, that you wrote in. So, Lord, help me. Help those that are listening here today, Lord, that as their hearts are, are being, is being transformed, Lord, by your word. Lord, that we would be the individual, that we would be the hands, that we would be the feet, that we would be the mouthpiece, Lord, that you have called us to be. And Lord, let everything that we do, Lord, let it edify your kingdom. Let it glorify your throne. And we praise you, Lord. We thank you. We glorify you for it, Lord. Because we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ, the name in which every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that you are Lord of lords and that you are the King of kings. So Lord, as we humble ourselves before you, Lord, here tonight, speak to us, Holy Spirit. Do what you do best, and that is glorifying our Heavenly Father as you glorify Jesus Christ, the Son. Hallelujah, Lord, we thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Ladies and gentlemen, if we could just take just another couple seconds just to, just to reflect Maybe there's just something that's just still trying to, to hinder you from moving forward into this, this very next transition that, that God is wanting to propel us into. If we could just take a minute and just to glorify God. You see, because when, when we begin to talk about His holiness, when we begin to talk about how holy He is, when we begin to honor His name, His presence can't help but to fill the room. And this very presence can fill our heart. Holy Spirit, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Have your way here tonight, Holy Spirit. Speak the very words that you desire to speak. Let us not stand in your way. But Lord, as we humble ourselves before you. Hallelujah. 
Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you, Jesus. Lord, I praise you, Father. Lord, I thank you, Jesus. Lord, I glorify your holy name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, there's other areas that I would like to speak on behalf of here tonight, but but in my spirit, I just I know that God has God has given me the green light to to move forward in this message here tonight. You see, because without God's word, just like we said earlier, there can never be any transformation in our life. You see, if Satan can keep us from the very heart of God, if Satan can keep us from the very revelation of God, then he he knows that that he can keep us away from God. He can keep us in deception. But see, ladies and gentlemen, my job, the minister's job, the pastor's job, the prophet's job, the layman's minister's job, the Christian's job is to go forth and to make disciples of all men. Hallelujah. <laughs> so without further delay, let's just let's just move right on into tonight's message as we have already ate up a little over 13 and a half minutes of our time. But the good thing here is that I don't think nobody here is in a hurry because no one is is physically sitting before me right now. <laughs> and I'm not going to be in competition to speak the very word that I spoke a month ago today because God had so much meat that he desired to speak through that message, the olive press. But tonight God has such a a word, a word that hits home with me, a word that has uh, really been in my spirit for really quite some years now. But the reality is that I've seen this had to come into, into fruition in my life just in the past couple days. So tonight, as, as we move on in, as always, 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 I have such a, a, a huge amount of scripture that I would like to, to minister to you. And I do the very same thing when I actually preach before the people. It's because I, I never want anybody to say that, that, that the minister, that the pastor, that, that he made this up. Because if you see it, and if you hear it for yourself, then, then you know that it's true. You know that it's there. So tonight, I'm going to give you my title. And because if I don't give you my title now, it, it could just, it might not line up the message the way that, that the Holy Spirit wants it to. So tonight's message is entitled with this. To act or to react. And the very, the very first portion of scripture that I want to bring to you here tonight is found in the book of Exodus chapter 14. And in Exodus chapter 14 to, 
for for y'all that that may not know or uh maybe you just need your memory refreshed here is this was the time that that moses had came to pharaoh and and had told him to release god's people and the very reason that that god wanted his people to be released was so that they could do what so many people would say that so 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 that they could go to the promised land but the reality is that god himself has said that the pharaoh to release my people that they may serve me in the wilderness you see because before we can actually get to the very promise of god is that we must go through the wilderness and the selection of scripture that god has given me here tonight is <laughs> there's so many things that we could go through in in genesis or exodus or numbers or deuteronomy or and just so on and so forth but there was something that just really stood out to me on this part and and where this scripture will pick up is when the children of israel were, were released and that Pharaoh realized that in his heart it had become hard and he realized that he really didn't mean to free these people so Pharaoh began to pursue the uh, the Israelites and this is the very this is the very portion of where the the Israelites had came up to the Red Sea. They had they were stuck between a rock and a hard place. They were stuck at the sea and they were stuck between Pharaoh and his army. And what I would like to point out to so many of you that are listening here tonight or tomorrow or the next day or whenever that time may be that is appointed for you and in Exodus chapter 14 we will begin with verse 10 and the scripture reads this way as Pharaoh approached the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them they cried out to the Lord and they said to Moses why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt why have you done this to us why did you make us leave Egypt didn't we tell you that this would happen while we were still in Egypt we said leave us alone let us be slaves to the Egyptians it's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness but Moses told the people don't be afraid just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today the Egyptians can the, the Egyptians you see today will never be seen again the Lord himself will fight for you just stay calm and ladies and gentlemen we can see here that 
exactly what the Israelites were doing is that they were they were reacting to fear they were reacting to uh, 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 of dying in the wilderness they were reacting to a situation that was before them to a situation that was behind them you see and they had been slaves for so long that that they just really didn't understand God because they had been slave for 400 years they had been enslaved for way too long and as we continue in the scripture here is we'll just pick up with verse 15 then the Lord said to Moses why are you crying out to me tell the people to get moving pick up your staff and raise your hands over the sea divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground and I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they will charge in after the Israelites my great glory will display through Pharaoh and his troops his chariots when my glory is displayed through them all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am the Lord and in verse 21 then Moses raised his hand over the sea and the Lord opened up a path through the waters with a strong east wind the wind blew all that night turned the seabed into dry land so the people of Israel walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground with walls of water on each side and ladies and gentlemen we hear here we have the very the the very act you see because Moses was told to do something he was told to he was told to raise his hands and in raising his hands it allowed God to do what he desired to do and that that was to continue to rescue his children and to and to bring glory to his kingdom because in cost just because because <laughs> excuse me he was going to cause the Egyptians to suffer and to die and their death was going to glorify him And the very thing that I'd like to point out in verse 21 is that is that the Lord began to send a strong east wind. And it said that the, the wind blew all that night. You see, ladies and gentlemen, it didn't happen all at once. No matter what Hollywood may show you, no matter what uh, the stories that you've heard has told you but the very word of God here says that, that it took him all night you see but God did exactly what he said that he was going to do that he was going to deliver them from Egypt although that their reaction was to complain their reaction was to see that they were stuck between a rock and a hard place their reaction was to was to gripe to to whine and to complain but you see ladies and gentlemen when we whine and when we complain 
it places us in the shoes that we are we are simply telling God that if I was you I would do it this way you see God frowns upon complaining and God wanted to do so much But he can never do it through his children of Israel because all they could ever do was just to to react. But the very mouthpiece of God, the very important thing of of God here is that is that we would be obedient just like Moses was. You see because just because it doesn't happen all of a sudden just because it may take all night maybe because it takes a week maybe it takes a month maybe it takes a lifetime but the very word that God has spoken shall come to pass but God works in his own time frame and during this time frame God will bring provision you see because the the Egyptians were not allowed to attack you see, because they were held back, there was, a, there was a cloud of smoke, there was a cloud of fire that separated them. And God did exactly what He said He was going to do. Ladies and gentlemen, the question that, that we have to ask ourselves here tonight is, is, that, is, are we acting or are we reacting? To act simply means to think about it. The act is to is to to act upon God's word. God's word says that by my stripes I am healed. To act is that God's word says that let every man be a lie. Let my word be the truth. Have we allowed God's word to sink deep enough in our heart that it's produced in the very harvest, the very harvest that his word prophesied that it would? You see in here tonight, the the very work that God has begun in you, the good work that he has begun in you, he said that I am faithful to complete it. Are we acting upon God's word, ladies and gentlemen? Or are we simply reacting? Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you, Father. God can only do what we allow Him to do. You see, because of this very miracle was based upon the children of Israel, it would have never happened. Pharaoh would have killed the Israelites. You see, but God had sent a man. God had sent a man to deliver them. God had sent a man to rescue them. God had sent a man that that would hear the Father speak. 
And ladies and gentlemen, the very similarities that we have here is that God sent a man and his name was Jesus Christ. And Jesus would act upon the, the very words that his father would speak. But the people and even the disciples around him that they would react. They would react to the situation around them. And the very man that God had sent to be life for us, to be death for us, to deliver us, to save us, You see, there's a reality here, ladies and gentlemen. One day, maybe even somebody on the other end of the speaker, but I pray not. But there'll be so many in that day that they'll try to be serious with God when it's too late. You say, Pastor, what do you mean, sir? You see, once Jesus has came back for his children... It doesn't matter how serious you are with God then. You see, because the reality is that you're left behind. And when we all stand before God on that day and give an account for the, the very things that He has called us to, the very things in, in which and how we have portrayed the cross, And the very word of God says that in that day, many, many will cry out to me and say to me, Lord, Lord, did I not prophesy in your name? Did I not cast out demons in your name? And the very word of God that spoke here and he said that in that day, I will tell you to depart from me get out of my face because I never knew you you were the very one that practiced lawlessness you were the one that practiced sinning you were the one that did not truly repent before me Ladies and gentlemen, as we move on to another example here in the Bible, I would like to look at King Saul. And this next selection portion of this next selective scripture is 1 Samuel chapter 13, beginning with verse 7. And here we have that this was the time when King Saul had became king. And King Saul was the very first king of Israel. And God never desired that they had a king, but the people wanted a king. And sometimes we learn that God will give us something that we want 
when in reality he never wanted us to have it to start with. But in 1 Samuel chapter 13, verse 7, it says, Meanwhile Saul stayed at Gilgal, and his men trembled with fear. Saul waited there seven days for Samuel, as Samuel had instructed him earlier. But Samuel still didn't come. Saul realized that his troops were rapidly slipping away. So he demanded, bring me the burnt offering and the peace offering. And Saul sacrificed the burnt offering himself. Just as Saul was finished with the burnt offering, Samuel arrived. Samuel went out to meet and welcome him. But Samuel said, what is this that you have done? Saul replied, I saw that my men scattered from me, and you didn't arrive when you said you would. And the Philistines are in Mi'kmash ready for battle. So I said to the Phil So I said the Philistines are ready to march against us, and I haven't even asked for the Lord's help. So I felt compelled to offer the burnt offerings myself before you came. And in verse 13, Samuel spoke these very words to King Saul. And he said, how foolish you are. You have not kept the commandments the Lord your God gave you. Had you kept it, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. But now your kingdom must end. For the Lord has sought out a man after his own heart. The Lord has already appointed him to be the leader of his people because you have not kept the Lord's commandment. And ladies and gentlemen, we see here again yet another fine example of someone that reacted instead of acting. See, because Samuel was the prophet and Samuel as being the prophet represented the very voice of God. And Samuel had given specific orders. But you see, because because Samuel didn't arrive when he said that he was going to be there. You see, because he was delayed. The very voice of God was delayed again. And Saul thought that he could take matter into his own hands. He thought that, that he could make the sacrifice. And the reality is that he was told to wait. Ladies and gentlemen, are we acting or are we reacting? Are we acting on the very words that, that God has spoken to us time and time and time again? How many times does the preacher have to preach this very same word to you? before it penetrates your heart? How many times does the prophet have to prophesy? How many times do our parents have to speak the same word into us? How many times? How many times, ladies and gentlemen, before we get it through our thick skull? Or has it become the reality is that we have a callous conscience? Ladies and gentlemen, while you still have breath in your body here tonight, 
today, whenever it is that you may be listening to this. You see, because God's speaking a very specific word here tonight to me, to you. And God is showing the importance of His word that that we are to act upon His word. That we are not to react. You see, because what a Christian does, what a saint does, what a believer does is they act upon the Word of God. As we spoke earlier in our prayer, in our opening prayers, that the book of James has said to let us not be hearers of your Word, but let us be doers. Ladies and gentlemen, the time is upon us here tonight. The time is upon us. That we need to forget those things that are behind us. That we are to press towards the mark of the high call. God's calling each and every one of us here tonight to hire to higher closer and closer and closer to him God's calling us all to dive into his heart he's calling us all to dig into him he's calling us to go deeper so as you go forth from this moment forward You see, because I have more scripture here that I would like to read, but I really believe that the Holy Spirit has already spoken the very words that He needs to speak to the very individuals that are here tonight. Because you have heard God's heart. Now is the time. Now is the time. What you did yesterday is behind you. But what you do right now will change your future. Will you make that decision today? You don't make this decision for anyone else. You don't make this decision for your wife. You don't make this decision for your kids. But the very decision that you make here tonight, it can benefit them. But this decision that you make here tonight, this decision is for you. As you face situations each and every day, as you come up to the crossroads, will you act or will you react? You see, the reality is that if you don't know how to act, then you need to find out how to act. And don't just react just to make rational decisions because a rational decision is based off of evidence. You see, and the evidence that is that Satan is a liar. Satan is the father of all lies. That Satan is like a roaring lion that he is walking to and fro, that he is looking for someone to devour. He is like a thief. He only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. 
there's nothing that Satan can ever offer you that is beneficial to you. There's nothing that he ever offers you that is good for you. But the very things that God lays before you, they are to help you. They are to prosper you. They are for your own good. You see, because God is the Father of all gods, He is the Father of all fathers, He is the Father of all things. And there is no good that is outside the goodness of God. Everything that God does for us is in His, in his best interest. It's in our best interest. And He will never tell you to do anything that will cause you to be harmed. It may hurt you. It may hurt your feelings. But it will never harm you. So ladies and gentlemen, as we close here tonight, I lay forth this question one more time. That as you lay down to go to sleep tonight, as you face this next challenge in your life as you come into this next season of your life as you come into the next day of your life you are faced with the decision to to act upon God's word or to react to the situation to react to the evidence that Satan is a lie will we act or will we react Let us pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for this time. Lord, that you've given us here tonight. Lord, to reflect upon your word. Lord, I believe the very word that has gone forth here tonight is, is ultimately for myself. Because as this word has, as it's been stuck down, Lord, into my heart, and as it has reached good ground, and Lord, and that this seed that will come forth, Lord, it will produce the very harvest of, of knowing to act and not to react. You see, because the fruit that it will bear. is the very word that has been spoken here tonight that I would act upon these situations by reference of your word Lord I pray Lord that those that have heard this here tonight I pray Lord that it has done the very same thing for them but Lord even more important than that I believe that it is spoken, Lord, to them in the way that you desire for it to. Lord, I personally thank you for them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father there's a young man that's listening right now and it's not the right now of in my time frame but young man as you hear the very voice of God you have 
came to this crossroad and your desire is to to go left when God is telling you to go right I urge you to make that very decision to go right because that right decision is going to be the difference between heaven and hell Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you have allowed me, Lord, for the past year to sow into so many people's lives. Lord, that right before I recorded tonight, I just took a glance to see how many downloads that we have had, Lord, within the past year. And Lord, within a year's time, Lord, You've allowed the word to go forth 1,200 times out of 25 episodes. And Lord, you've allowed that seed to go forward. And Satan has tried to devour so much of that seed. But Lord, your word said that some of it would fall by the wayside. Not everyone would hear what I have to say not everyone would heed the very words that have been spoken but Lord I know Lord I know that there's been seed that has fell upon good ground and Lord I know that that seed has produced a harvest Lord I pray Lord that as that harvest has been has this been gathered I pray that more seed has been planted from that very harvest, Father. Lord, I pray that you continue to open the airwaves, that you continue to to allow me to, to speak and to minister into people's lives. Lord, I thank you for the love that you have placed within inside of my heart for each and every one here today. Even those, Lord, that are not here. Lord, bless us in our separating here tonight as we will part ways, as some will continue to whatever it is that, that they were doing from here. But Lord, I pray that you would, Lord, that you would bring us back together. Lord, that we can come together and break your bread. That we will dine with you and that we would dive deeper into your heart. So Lord, everything that has been done here today, everything that's been done within the past year, Lord, I give you glory for it. I praise you. I honor you. I glorify your name. I magnify your name. I amplify your name. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here with me tonight. I thank you for those that have lended your heart, those that have lended your ear to me, that you have lended your ear to hear what Holy Spirit has desired to speak here tonight.
So I pray until we meet again that you will continue to seek after God with all of your heart. Until we meet again, God bless you. I love you. And good night.